everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. Okay, we're live. Hi guys. Sorry, I'm really (laughs) I'm sorry I'm really unprofessionally in a robe, but it's either this or a really cold, wet swimsuit and inappropriate nipples on display. So (laughs) I went with this. And I'm not sorry because look how professional I look with the new camera. I'm so excited to try this new camera. If I don't look as smooth and pretty as that, I'm going to be pissed off. I had to face tune the fuck out of a photo that I posted the other day because, oh my God, Emma, the tiredness on my face screams. I just had a baby. I've never looked at a photo of myself and been like, I look so, so tired. <laughs> just you'll, you'll be jet lagged as well. I mean, yeah, this photo was not cute. But so I, I face tuned the fuck out of it, made me really smooth and blurry, and then I liked it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, now I'll put it up. Classic. Um, yeah, I love it. <laughs> now, but it's so I was like to James, it's too obvious. I was like, fuck it, I'm posting it anyway. Um, okay, guys. So this is our last live before accountability Christmas. If you guys are on the fence about signing up, um, that's probably an indication that you should sign up. Uh we close sign up for accountability. What about it? Do it. If you're thinking, oh, I'm a little bit hesitant of how is this going to work over Christmas? I don't want to lose all my results. I don't want to go backwards. I also don't want to quote unquote diet over Christmas. If these are questions in your head and you haven't signed up yet, sign up. <laughs> but we should close it on uh, Monday. We close it tomorrow, right? Tomorrow morning. Is that when we close it? Yeah. Okay. So I always feel like we should say Sunday, but we don't. We leave it open until Monday. Um so definitely sign up those of you who are going it alone um obviously keep listening to the podcasts um which are about to get a smidge more profesh hence the new cameras um keep listening to the podcast you know that that should kind of help you out a bit um and yeah we're really excited uh but we'll talk more about that when we go live in that group for now let's wrap up this group emma over to you (laughs) gosh we're so professional now thank you (laughs) I don't have that much more to say. I mean, I think this this uh, intake has been amazing. I think there's especially a buzz after the meetup, which everyone is still loving, even for people that couldn't make it. Like there's just a warmness to the group. And I think it's made us like open up or certainly myself open my eyes more to like the huge benefit of the community aspect. Yes. That's been really, yeah. really nice. And in the group like people have been doing kind of their their roundups and they've been absolutely incredible especially all the mindset wins um read a post this morning that was like I've never had a better relationship with my food in my adult life like that is literally life-changing so well done guys for putting in the work obviously if you are leaving as Chloe said keep listening to the podcast and if you're on the fence get signed up we will keep you accountable over Christmas no matter what your goal is. So if you're like, I mean, we've already spoken to some people and they're like, my goal is not to put on five pounds this year. It's to kind of stay about where I am or, or like limit my weight gain. And other people are like, I still want to lose fat. Cool. And some people might just be like, I want to start next year feeling really good, not start next year feeling pretty crap about myself and then like hating myself a bit and forcing myself to diet again. 
actually you can start in such like a positive headspace and then hopefully that will just be the the tone for the whole year so yeah 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 I love that also just on the on the group community thing it is funny isn't it how when you first said to me let's do the EC method and those of you at the meetup will remember this part of the chat I was a bit like oh group coaching I don't know how I feel about that but because I really shit sorry my hairband just broke oh that's <laughs> so annoying because I really loved and trusted Emma I'll, I'll deal with this in a minute guys <laughs> just bear with um I was like you know what she is one of the best coaches in the industry if she says it's gonna work and we'll make it work we'll make it work and we did it but I really drove it home to me at that meetup and after that meetup like how that is fair to say that all clients are different some clients fare a bit better with one-to-one but how many and I would say the majority of our clients absolutely excel and thrive in that group environment and that we kept hearing that word community 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 um and I'm just so fucking happy that we did it yeah I think I think the problem is group coaching done bad is like a shit form of one-to-one but group coaching done well is like a better form of coaching you know like you don't get obviously the community aspect if you are just working one-to-one with someone and I think it's like it's an additional um and I think that's definitely what we saw at the meetup especially when it comes to things like I just think coaching lands so much better I think sometimes one-to-one is too direct and people are like well yeah it's fine for you you're into health and fitness I can never manage this it's very hard to say it's not possible for me when there's a group yeah. of people who are doing exactly you know who are in similar positions who started in a similar place to where you started who have similar life constraints who aren't like health and fitness professionals telling you this who are also like yeah I was there too and now look where I am like that's so so encouraging versus us like we obviously love exercise like never been massively out of shape and this is literally our job so it's it might be easy to kind of put that up as like a barrier to not achieving something like yeah it's easy for you but when actually you see the incredible results of the people in the group it really helps even with like the self-compassion side as well of like, hey, we all have off days and that's absolutely fine, but it's about how you respond to those off days that matters. Um, And that really helps with the, what's the element of self-compassion, common humanity element of self-compassion. Nicely, nicely done. Okay. Um, Okay, do we have anything on the live? Yes. Kan Chan saying you're both beautiful. Thanks, Kan Chan. So are you. Ollie is saying good morning, last day, also first day of accountability Christmas. Yes, it is. Okay, Kan Chan, quick question. I've had man flu for most of the week. Oh, only managed one leg session at the beginning of the week. Legs. Shocking, Kan Chan. <laughs> Feeling a bit more human today. Shall I do a light up at home today or start fresh tomorrow? Currently food prepping. Start fresh tomorrow, I'd say. Give your body that extra added day. Um, and when you go in tomorrow, feel it out a bit. You know, don't don't go straight into your working sets. Feel out how, how your body's feeling. It might be that you need to reduce reps. It might be that you need to reduce weight or both. Um, but yeah, you'll get that ball rolling and you'll probably be back after a, after a couple of sessions. You'll be back to your 100p. Right, Sarah. Ladies, just want to say thank you for the help this round. Maintenance is hard. I will implement your advice and we'll be and we'll see what January brings. I definitely need to come back to get consistent with new calories and expenditure. Merry Christmas, one and all. You are always welcome here. 
Okay, Steph, good morning, Clamour. Great way to spend my lazy Sunday morning still in my PJs here. Oh, okay. thank God I'm the only one. <laughs> I'm in a row. <laughs> right, Jay, been trying to focus more on core. So have been doing um, home weighted lower core, upper core, full body rest. Is one day enough recovery or should I do two rest days in a row? It, honestly, it depends on the client. It, it's a tricky question. It totally depends on the client and their, their biofeedback and their feedback to us as coaches. Um, I'm absolutely fine to have one to two rest days a week, but I would say that for a lot of my clients, that wouldn't be enough. Um, it also depends on like the modality of training. How long have you been training? It's, yeah, I don't, I can't really tell you. You'll know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when you say, you know, it's like, are you recovering well? Do you feel like that fifth session of the week is not as good a quality as the other sessions? That could be a good sign that maybe you should just do four really good workouts instead of five and that's sort of tapering off. This also will change. So, for example, as you get fitter, if you're newer to exercise, then three sessions a week is probably more than enough. And then you look at like, obviously a CrossFit athlete who might train twice a day, but they're recovering from training twice a day. That's because they're a hell of a lot fitter, right? And their body's used to that. I always get this comment when people ask me um, what my morning routine is. And I'm like, oh, I do three sets of 10 pull-ups. They're like, isn't that overtraining? I'm like, no, not for me because I've been doing it for so long, right? It's just, it's completely relative to what your body's used to. And the only way that you'll be able to increase that is by like slowly doing more and more and more so that you can increase your level of fitness to the point that your body can recover from that. On the flip side of that, you have to consider what you're doing outside of your training. So like, what's your sleep like? What's your nutrition like? But if you're in a deficit, it's gonna be a little bit harder for you to recover from the exercise stimulus. If you're not sleeping as well, again, it's harder to recover from the exercise stimulus. If you're not eating enough protein, you won't be able to adapt to the exercise stimulus. So it's all of these things. Um, if you're feeling okay doing what you're doing at the moment and your energy levels are high, there's no need to change anything. Yeah, I think it's, and, and Emma's right, it will change, you know, and, and it will be a reflection as well of your lifestyle at that point in time. Like I can't train more than three days a week and recover now. Like my dorm's a, a, a joke. I, but like I say, I lost three or four kgs of muscle, which is great. I love saying that out loud. Um, it'll come back, it'll come back so. Yeah, it will come back as will my uh, output and ability to recover and before I know it, I'll probably be training five six days a week again and I can't wait for that to happen but it's not now it's absolutely not now like I train have to have two days off train have to have two days like it's hard um so yeah I, I love that it will change over time um as a reflection of what you're doing and yeah look we could give you a list of signs to look out for like you know having shit gym sessions feeling really under recovered if you keep getting ill da, 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 da. Or quite honestly, you'll know, your body will tell you like, I need to take and if, and if you get to that point, I would take two rest days back to back, completely off training, and then go back. Um, and I am a big fan of anybody who's really training hard and pushing themselves, especially in a gym environment. I am a really big fan of a full deload week every like one week, every four to 12 weeks, um, somewhere in that cycle. I just think it's really, really helpful as well psychologically to keep getting back in the gym and enjoying those workouts and smashing those workouts. Could not agree more. One thing I will say about, I totally agree with you'll know yourself, aside from people who are chronic over exercises, mainly because that used to be me. And you sort of reassure <laughs> yourself that actually yeah. you're 
something fine but your new fine like you can't remember how much energy you used to have so now you're like oh this is how I normally feel it's like yeah because you've been over exercising for years so this feels normal to you and then you have to have and this is the other thing it doesn't just like come back after a couple of days of like you know I'll add in a rest day for two weeks oh I feel I don't feel any different I'll just start overtraining again like great and I say this because I literally was in that cycle of like now whenever I have a rest day I don't feel any different like no no no. you need to do it consistently for a period of time to then be like oh shit now I have way more energy and I'm not like (laughs) I think you don't even feel tired because like I said it's your normal but when you realize how much more energy you could have after you actually reduce your training volume, um, it's pretty significant. So if that is you and you feel like maybe you're chronically over-exercising, just have a little think about how much you're doing. The other point I'll make is it's just a waste of time. Like I went from training probably, like I used to go to the gym and do a circuit in the morning. I cycled to the gym in the morning, did circuit. Then I'd go to work all day. And then on the way home, I do my weight session, right? So essentially like two sessions a day. And I do that like five days a week. And then I train at least once each day on the weekend. So like an obscene amount of exercise. And I cut that down to five sessions a week because I made a job and it was just impossible to do any more than that. And there was literally no difference like to how I looked or anything. And I'm like, all those sessions were just spinning wheels. Like, sure, I, I was maybe slightly less fit on circuits, which wasn't really relevant anyway to anything because I wasn't competing in anything um yeah but yeah no it's such a good point it's such a good point and the same applies to any of you and I've had this conversation with a few of you before on a on a lean scale if you are very 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 lean and you're kind of running around like I feel great everything's great for the majority of clients you'll find that when you actually bring their calories up just a little bit and you, like Emma's saying, encourage them to have maybe that one extra rest day a week, you actually start over time to feel a lot more, quote unquote, normal. And you suddenly realize once you have that comparison, how utterly shit you felt before. Now that doesn't apply to everybody. We we talk about set points, which it's a very nuanced topic. It's not a definite yes, it's also not a definite no. It's very nuanced. Um, But that will be different for everybody. We all store fat differently. We're all predisposed to storing different amounts of fat in different areas of our body. And and how much we store is a reflection of that. Um, But I will go as far as to say that when you see old photos of me really, really lean, I felt like dog shit. Um, So there is a tipping point of, my God, I feel so strong. I feel so energized and I look great and I'm getting the results I want to get. And then there is such a thing as going too far, potentially for too long, where you don't even realize that you just, yeah, it's hell. Yeah, I I completely agree with the lean thing as well, because if you've been lean, I mean, if you've been in like any body shape for a long period of time, it starts to feel normal, right? So then you're like, no, this is how I always feel. And you don't realize actually how good you could feel if you weren't over-exercising, if you weren't undernourishing. And equally on the other end of the spectrum, you might be like, no, this is how I normally feel, but actually you don't know how good you could feel if you did lose a bit of that excess weight. Yeah, So yeah. Okay, Ollie, lack of sleep has finally caught up with me this week and only managed one session, but we'll go to the gym today. It's been incredibly hard to stick to calories this week. I did it, but had so many cravings. Um, In better news, I got seven hours sleep this morning. Just goes to show how important sleep is. Hell yes. 
it's so important and you'll you know we talk about this all the time you know there's a direct correlation between how rested you are and your ghrelin levels and your ghrelin will spike if you are overly fatigued um so you will find that those cravings come thick and fast and you ain't going to be craving things like chicken and salads you're going to be craving hyper palatable what i call like survival foods that your body is like get that shit in me now i'm in a i'm in an extremely um high stress state so yeah, it's really, really important and you know, it will affect, and well done, Ollie, for like sticking to it. Good for you, but it will affect how much you can stick to and enjoy this process. Um, but well done, Ollie, because you can't help shift work and you've 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 bossed it. Yeah. And I think the other underappreciated thing is mood. Like it's very hard to be in a good mood when you're absolutely exhausted and motivation like there's no way that you're going to be motivated to go and exercise or get a walk in or do any of these things or particularly eat healthy when you're exhausted so there's that direct impact on hunger and then there's also these kind of byproducts of like I'm not motivated to do these things and I just feel really fatigued I got day two in Dubai I stood in the shower and cried for like half an hour just because I was so everything just felt so hard and then as soon as you get one good night's sleep you're like I'm fine yeah, <laughs> why would me? <laughs> right okay Carrie. Miles and I are putting up the Christmas tree and listening to MTV Christmas channel so festive he did just ask me to switch you guys off oh hi Miles um MTV Christmas channel I only watch music channels when it's like house party and it's like four in the morning <laughs> And you still have the stragglers left over. Just put the music channel on. <laughs> um, oh, there's some in banter that I don't understand going on. <laughs> like what? This is our group. How dare you have in jokes about us? <laughs> no, it's probably just because I don't understand the reference because I never watch TV. But a couple of people are saying they've got their pajamas on too, and then Ollie said he doesn't own pajamas. Great to know. <laughs> doesn't sound very in Emma <laughs> no this is the in bit right Ollie are you being haunted by Doc Cotton oh so Ollie posted a thing in the group oh um, yeah no I did see that it was quite random Ollie being haunted by Doc Cotton I like pissed myself laughing and then went back to, to my nap <laughs> I I just like the comment I can't remember who it was of someone being like this is the most random and irrelevant thing I've ever read on the internet <laughs> classic ollie i was like where's uh, it going it must be going to something and then no it didn't nothing <laughs> right okay go on liz my cardio fitness is awful strength training is going well but i can't run on the treadmill for more than one minute before needing to walk um, how should I work to improve my cardio fitness? Goal is weight loss, and I know lots of cardio might harm this, but I feel I need to improve cardio for long-term health. Great question. Yeah, first of all, running for a minute on the treadmill um, and then having to stop and slow down, it doesn't necessarily, it's not indicative necessarily of you being really unfit. We talked about this in one of the re recent lives. Being able to run or jog for a prolonged period of time it's very impressive. Like that's a high level of fitness. So don't feel bad. Like it doesn't sound to me like you're unfit at all, but it's a great thing. If you want to improve it, it's quite, it's exactly the same as progressive overload with weights. So it applies to every modality of training. 
Um, what you need to do is you, you can start to add on. So you do 60 seconds. So next time aim for 70 seconds and give, give your body like a week or so, a week or two to adapt to that. Maybe try to do this every other day after your weights workout is a good idea. Give your body time to adapt to that and then keep trying to add to it, keep trying to add to it. Um, there are other things you could do, like you could increase the speed, increase the incline, whatever you want to do. You just want to make sure that you um, do it measurably and you do it um, progressively as time goes on and you will get there by everything. Um, I completely agree. I think like anything, if you want to get good at it, practice it. Yeah. best way to do it I went on the Stairmaster for the first time in ages yesterday and it's so hard like it's ridiculously hard I'm not gonna lie I managed to keep up the Stairmaster I've been doing it for years anyway but throughout my pregnancy and throughout my postnatal because obviously it's not weightlifting so and it's not like running there's no real impact so I'm pretty pretty adapted to that bad boy now in fact the other day I was doing a piece of content for Instagram and I was on what speed was I on? I think I was on six, which is quite right. And I think I I got was on it and I started writing a post. And by the time I looked up, I'd been on it for an hour and five minutes. And I was completely, and I was like, I'm so fit on this bit of, of equipment. But if you took me off that and you told me to go run outside 5K, I don't know that I could, I probably couldn't do that. So you also don't forget you adapt to the different um specificity of of even not just quote unquote cardio but the machine you're using you know and if if you put me on a different machine I'd like the rowing machine ugh, I got quite good at that before I got pregnant but I reckon if you put me back on it now I'd be back at square one it is hard it is so savage. Oh, no when I was on the stairmaster with Jordan my flatmate he was like oh yeah I did uh 13 hours on this once like for, for charity and yeah. and then this is the most shocking so like 13 hours on the stem is it's un, like unthinkable actually just being awake for that amount of time to me is like I mean no, no. um but he said he didn't pee the whole time it's that adrenaline right I was like, like... what <laughs> that's that's the, that was the most impressive part to me I was like how did you not pee <laughs> anyway about this the other day and I was saying I don't understand how like you could make it through a whole game like even if they've got the shits or they really and they don't pee in it and they're like it's the adrenaline it just takes over just carries you through yeah but what like in rugby if you if you even slightly need a pee and then someone just tackles you surely pee yourself a bit like, oh. and they even say even at the <laughs> so I'm such a bad rugby wife <laughs> um even at half time I mean I don't even know if that's what it's called <laughs> even at half time when they go into the changing rooms none of them pee none of them go to the loop because they're all so hyped up on adrenaline it doesn't happen till way after the game and I was like that's bizarre to me it's also really bad guys yeah really bad to hold pee for, for your for your urinal um health passage what I say? yeah <laughs> what am I trying to say for your UTI health that's yeah. not a thing I can't speak um but it's, it's not good for you like if you're yeah if you're prone to things like cystitis and stuff like that holding in your peers is a very bad idea okay I'm glad everybody <laughs> um Steph is just saying quick question Emma on the AC pull workout there's a giant set at the end currently it's only showing one set of three exercises is that are you going to use it on us or is that wrong no I meant to make it three sets so I will amend that afterwards everyone has you I haven't uploaded them yet yeah, I did. I did it last night because I thought I might forget this morning. 
Okay, fine, I'll do it later. Um, okay, I'm putting up my Christmas tree too, Kerry. Happy Christmas from Heather. Okay, hi, when will the October workouts get removed? Trying to work out which workouts to do later on today. I'm gonna remove them tomorrow first thing because I don't want to do it before tomorrow because we know how that turns out. Chloe. No. Don't get me started. I'm still fuming about that. I won't, I don't, I won't. Let's not talk about it, okay? Let's not talk about it. But they'll be removed tomorrow and then it'll be far clearer on the app which workouts you should be doing. But they do say in big capitals, AC, gym. So those are the right ones. Do you know what sentence will never come out of my mouth? Just while we're on this. What? I will never say to anyone, wait till you have kids. When you have kids, don't ever say that to anyone. Yeah. Also, I, so I find that I personally find that quite triggering as well. I'm like, what? So I'm not. No, exactly. It is all relative. Everybody, if someone can feel tired without having had a child, for the record, like I remember feeling dog tired before I had Bodie, and it's the exact same feeling now I have her. Like it's the same. Like stop. It's really annoying. That was that thing. That was that part of that post that really triggered me. Wait till you have kids. Well, I have them now and I still remove the workouts the day that we shut the round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Pan Chan, I could do 60 minutes on the Stairmaster level six, but it's now down to 15 minutes, but running is great. How often should we switch up free cardio? Honestly, you don't have to switch up. Like it's really up to you. If you have a preferred, like obviously Chloe really enjoys the Stairmaster. If you have a preferred mode of exercise then you don't have to switch up and then there are kind of pros and cons to different like the stairmaster is quite good because it isn't high impact so you probably can do a fair amount of it without hurting your joints and then obviously running is higher impact so maybe you mix it up a little bit if running is your favorite thing to do then absolutely keep running but maybe do mix it up with something that's a little bit lower impact yeah i do, i tend to do a mixture it it look it depends on the goals and the reasons why yes there are reasons why it might be good to change what kind of cardio you're doing um it, it but there is also as emma said if you had a have a preferred method of cardio good for you that's fine um i tend to switch it up between um a really resisted cross trainer which i love um the stairmaster and incline fast-paced walking on the treadmill I, yeah i tend to try and stay away from anything really high impact or anything really really taxing um yeah Kerry's just saying and this is such a good point I think cardio is quite brutal to begin with then you get into it and it's like yes <laughs> I feel amazing <laughs> especially when you've got an awesome playlist then feel a bit euphoric after then you totally forget how good it is then repeat yeah I completely agree and I think especially as we were talking about the one minute of running sometimes I do think that first one minute is quite hard and then you get into this sort of like flow yeah. and then you can kind of hold that for a period of time so I would try and make sure and like if you want to get sciencey about this it's usually because the pace at which you're running should be like just well maybe not just below but like below lactate threshold which means you're not kind of accumulating byproducts of anaerobic metabolism so you want to be working mostly aerobically if you want to continue that for a prolonged period of time when you first start exercise you will be working a bit anaerobically which I think kind of corresponds with the the first bit which often feels quite hard which is a weird concept because you're like oh well it's the start it should be easy 
but I find that was running on like the first sort of minute or two like, to be honest even like five minutes and then you kind of get into this pace and you're like oh, okay actually I could keep going with this but you have to push through that first couple of minutes to get to this like settled pace that you could maintain yeah and before the waste products start being used by the body for energy it's it's absolutely there is that horrible kind of switching yeah. point um, but once you're into it like I say those waste products will be being used for by your body for energy to continue that exercise so yeah it, compl- it carries completely right um like all things in life guys you've got to get over that first hump the only way is through okay yeah. um Carrie says wait till you have anchois <laughs> and then Emma's saying the audacity of that post <laughs> I thank you because you know that everyone was reading that and I never I have never in the whole of the EC method actually like fronted up and been like no you're being completely unreasonable but I couldn't I don't know what it was I was pregnant right <laughs> let's just blame it on that I was like no but like it just got cockier and cockier and cockier as it went along and I just couldn't you know me I couldn't not bite <laughs> I was like listen <laughs> but the thing is like I mean it's a nice position to be in but we're in the position now and because we care about the group so much like I would rather not have a client who's who's a bad egg essentially and who brings negativity to the group than have that extra client like we we haven't had it to attract people that are with the EC vibe if you're not then there's plenty other coaching programs I remember once Bertie I think one of you I had was I was talking to one of you I think on over Instagram when this happened Bertie wants weed on a bench. Did I tell I you? I remember you told me this. <laughs> weed on a bench where a woman and her son was at. It was like, that's the open and shut of it. He didn't weed on these people. He weed on the corner of a bench where a woman and her son was at. This woman went nuts. Like she chased me down the park with her phone. She was like filming me. I'm still waiting for it to end up on the mail online. <laughs> she was like filming me. And she was like, it's a, wait until you have kit again. I had now I have a child. If a dog came up to us and we'd on the bench where me and Bodie were sat, I'd be like, hello, doggy. <laughs> like, again, oh. still there. So like women need to stop using this. It's it's deeply, deeply offensive and annoying. Yeah. And also you'd just be like, oh, you, I don't know, even if it even if a dog came and weed on my bag, I'd be like, well, dogs weed, like that's quite annoying. But like you would what are you gonna do about it? Like, what could you possibly do in that situation? It's not like you were like come here Bertie go and pee on those people like it's not it was so funny the way that he just like trotted off like completely unaware that any drama was happening I was like oi Bertie come back here and deal with this because I don't want to do it (laughs) anyway okay right Carrie's just said imagine you're the bad the bad egg and you don't know about it you're definitely not the bad egg Carrie then you would know (laughs) Carrie's uh what is it Fabergé She's our Fabergé egg. Right, okay, we're up to date on the live. Okay, then. Um, oh, there's a lot of Facebook activity I've not seen yet today. Ooh, I'll deal with that later while I'm by the pool. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> really dig the excitement. Just turning the knife. Um, okay, hang on. It's not actually been the most relaxing trip, I can't lie. It's been quite stressful. Okay, here we go. Samantha Parker, hi, I saw a story from Emma this morning and it said that the two most important things for perimenopausal women to eat are to eat more protein and to resistance train. Here, here, seconded. 
I'm drowning in peri symptoms at present and I'm present and I need all the help I can get. Please, can you expand on this, Emma? P.S. I love you both. Thank you for everything. I cannot imagine my life without either of you in it now. Oh, how lovely. Um, so re-expanding on that, like those are the two biggest behavior change parts. I mean, I imagine given you're on the easy method, you're already doing those things. In regards to like both of those factors, it becomes even more important as you age. This actually goes for men as well, but we'll stick to perimenopause for the moment. And, and a point that I want to make about this is even if you don't lose any weight, like you have no fat loss, even if you have a lot of fat to lose, just by resistance training, you are improving your health massively. So one of the things that often corresponds with perimenopause is an increased risk of cardiovascular disease and diabetes, partly due to the increased fat storage, partly due to the, like the change in where you're storing fat. So it's more around your middle. And one of the biggest things that you want to avoid is insulin resistance. And one of the best ways that you can improve your insulin sensitivity is resistance training. So really resistance training is such an important thing. It's your, your muscle is your biggest site of glucose disposal in the body. So if you can build that and keep it sensitive, then you're doing yourself so, so, so much health. And this one study that I was looking at this week showed that um, even if you don't lose any weight, but you start resistance training, you improve your insulin sensitivity. So try and like tear those two things apart as well because I think some people can think that they've made no progress because they haven't had weight loss and that couldn't be further from the truth and then when it comes to protein you need more protein as you age because you have a dampened response a dampened anabolic response to the amino acids and protein which means you need a bit more of them and the reason I kind of hammer that home is that people often start eating less protein as they age which is the exact opposite of what you want to happen so make sure you're getting enough protein, make sure you're resistance training. So you're mitigating a lot of the side effects or the negative side effects of menopause in terms of your symptoms. Like that really is something to discuss with your doctor. Like essentially the way that we help you coach is like, these are the symptoms I'm having. How can I help manage my diet and exercise around that? But if you want to target the symptoms specifically, aside from things like you know, making sure you're doing all that you can to sleep, you know, get a good sleep routine in place, making sure you're eating lots of fruit and veg, getting in enough protein, resistance training, getting your steps in, those kind of things. Our job is really to help you manage your symptoms and your doctor's job is really to help you kind of like potentially directly impact those symptoms, whether that is HRT, whether that is changing dosages of things, whether that is going on the pill, depending on what stage of perimenopause you're in. Um, so yeah, that, that, but yeah, tell us your symptoms and we'll see if, um, if we can do anything to help. Brilliant answer. Love that. Um, we also, we thought the same, I thought the same word that you said at the exact same time, twice in a row, dampened. I was thinking about something that I listened to with Eric Helms a few days ago about using up glycogen storage after carb depletion, not being, um, effective at all um despite what a lot of the nutrition like um professional athlete kind of athlete what the super compensation yeah and it was really interesting anyway so I, I don't know why but I was thinking of it and I seen it and I it, as, as soon as you said dampened re-amino acids I was thinking dampened like the ability is dampened re-glycogen anyway <laughs> moving on so Joanne hi Clemmer 
Could you talk a bit about tempo and strength training? I've heard conflicting advice that slower is better. Yeah. Or just do as many as possible and don't worry about tempo. Thank you. It's a great question. And yes, there is conflicting evidence because people are using broad terminology instead of kind of specific, um, I guess, outcomes. So, so for example, time under tension, for example, um, is generally, it's a term used for slower um, eccentric and concentric movement. Um, so um, eccentric would be lengthening of the muscle, con concentric is the shortening of the muscle. And when people talk about time under tension, they mean about doing um, both of these um, phases of the exercise slowly. Uh, now, if you're talking about like a five and five, so five second, five second, yes, there is evidence to show that that is more beneficial, really your hypertrophic response. However, time under tension is also sometimes used um, to go beyond that. So say like a seven of seven. And once you go beyond that point, no, um, there is no more benefit. In fact, actually, there is evidence to show that it's suboptimal real hypertrophic response. So that's why the evidence, that's why the conversation around it is very confusing because it's kind of like how we talk, we're talking about fasting everyone uses intermittent fasting as a blanket term for all these different types of fasting which all have different benefits but you know intermittent fasting is quite specifically like a 24-hour period it's not a 16-8 or a 12-12 or or a kind of 24 plus um, and it's the same in this context so yes time under tension if we're talking about somewhere in the region of two to five seconds in the concentric as soon as you talk about time under tension going beyond that no it's suboptimal um and uh in terms of tempo emma and i aren't too too fast we don't want you thrashing it out we want you much more focused on form um equally we don't want you going super super slow for the reasons i've just said um so yeah anywhere i'd say in that two to five second bracket we're happy with emma what do you think about that i obviously agree with that i think people Sometimes people overemphasize tempo. And I think for most of our clients who don't have aspirations of being elite level bodybuilders, actually, and, and I would include myself in that. Like I want an incredible physique, but I don't overthink about tempo. It's just like slow and controlled. And after a while, you normally get a feeling for things. So the other problem with like blanket tempo is say you were doing like, I don't know, a five, a five second eccentric on uh press up like that's ridiculously slow because you're the the movement that you're making is actually quite a short lever arm right literally an arm but if you were doing that on a stiff leg deadlift where you've got further to go down I'd be like yeah that that actually makes sense for that movement right or you're doing a five second eccentric on a squat for sure you've got a long way to go but if you're doing it on like a tricep extension like no that's that's absolutely ridiculous you'd be like barely moving for the five seconds so you have to then think about the exercise selection and then this stuff gets really really complicated and in my opinion over complicated for the vast majority of people in terms of what their goals are and then that becomes a barrier to exercise because people are like well I don't know exactly what the tempo should be for this specific movement or even if they do and even if we went in and changed the tempo for every single movement you'd get bored as hell of looking at the app and being like, what's my rep range? What's my tempo? You know, like what, blah, blah, blah. It just becomes overcomplicated. And the outcome I think is like barely any difference anyway, but you probably will find for yourself, like, Hey, I do get, I do feel it more when I go a bit slower on, let's say stiff leg deadlifts, but 
I didn't need to go that slow on a bicep curl or on a press up because there's less um, distance to move. Yeah, what a brilliant, brilliant point. So yeah, just to give you a nice kind of um, applicable answer, slow and controlled, focus on form, don't thrash through it equally, don't, don't overly intend to slow everything way down. Um, just keep a nice control movement and you'll be absolutely fine. Anything on the live? Uh, no, I think we're good. Okay, we've only got two more in like a recent time. Okay, that's good because then we need 10 minutes because I need to download this Zoom to then start the next Zoom. Okay, fine. Um, so Isabel, Hello, lovely ladies. Question on changing my eating for different types of training. I'm getting my head around not overdoing cardio because I'm hungry and I eat back way more than I've burned. I'm a bit of an exercise addict. I'm trying to manage this and this is helping. But in January, I will start marathon training again. I'm doing Edinburgh end of May and I'll train for 20 weeks, four runs a week, including speed work and long runs, which I will work up to 21 miles. I'll keep strength training in the gym, but I'm going to drop it down to two sessions a week and focus on deadlift, bench, overhead press and squat. My question is, how do I manage calories when I'm doing this much cardio? Previously, when marathon training, I would always put on weight. Sometimes after a long run, I'm just so hungry. I eat to say to society but i'm obviously eating more calories than i'm burning should i focus more on protein or food volume if i want to track is there a reasonable amount of extra calories that i can add in i'm keen for your thoughts i'll be watching the live i just want to post here first great question um and yeah you're not the only client who said that sentence i put on weight when i'm marathon training because uh, as emma said depending on kind of your genetic makeup you you may well see and it happens a lot your um your hunger signals, you fly through the roof as soon as you start increasing your activity. Um, what I would suggest we do is we start at what would be your predicted maintenance is if we have a good idea of what calories you're losing on and kind of your rate of loss, Emma and I as your coaches can give you an idea of where to start pre-predicted maintenance. And then we'll go from there. Um, it is the same. Uh, managing hunger is the same as when you're in a fat loss phase, even if you're not in a calorie deficit. Um, managing hunger is, is a trick and it's a skill. Um, it is absolutely about increasing your protein and your fiber um, and really focusing on big, high volume, you know, large portions via those two um, food groups. And then around your runs and around your training, making sure that we're getting in a nice amount of starchy carbohydrate. Um, well, fast release and slow release are good. I like a good, a nice thing I like to tell my runners to do um, is have kind of like a oat banana protein shake thing before they run. That, that, that typically works really nicely. And then coming back after said run and having much more of like a sit down meal of lots of vegetables, again, a starchy carb like rice, brown rice is good um and then protein as well and all of these things will help you feel more satiated and also help you recover better um and you meal timing definitely comes into play both in terms of your performance and also your ability to stay on top of your hunger throughout the day um so yes all things to think about and consider emma thoughts i don't think i've got much to add apart from just to really reiterate that food choices matter just as much as calories like the amount of conversations we have with people that are like I don't know x amount let's say 1600 calories is too low for me I'm always hungry 1600 calories is not equal depending on the food choices that you make 
So 1600 calories of whole foods and high protein is going to leave you way more satiated, honestly, probably more satiated than 2000 calories. If you're having 2000 calories of like highly processed, low volume, kind of like quote unquote junk type food. So what you're eating really, really matters. And we don't want people to forget that as much as it is, you know, we, we care about your calories for fat loss. What you eat within those calories matters in terms of actually back to how many calories that you eat and that you can maintain like that deficit for. So don't just think about calories. Also think about the foods that are making up those calories and how they will impact not just your hunger, but like your mood, your motivation, your energy levels. Like All of these things are important as well. Um, Okay, last one on here. Nikki Carter, hi ladies, I have a question re-reps. When given a rep range of eight to 12, I've been lifting the weight that I can sustain for 12 reps. I've recently tried to move away from the mindset that I need to be hitting that top range. Okay, um, so I've increased the weight and aim for eight to 10 reps. My plan is to stay at this weight until I can do three sets of 12 and then increase my weight again. I just wanted to check that this is gonna give me the biggest bang for my buck as far as building muscle and progressively loading goes thank you for all your help i've really enjoyed this round oh i love that um okay well first of all and just this isn't going to answer your question so i'll move on from it really quickly but why are you trying to get in the mindset of instead of doing 12 reps i need to do eight i mean for, i mean for, for everybody who's in the gym lifting you'll find that your preferred rep ranges for different exercises much like emma was talking about same with tempo um, you know, for example, most clients will find that they want to go slightly heavier and slightly less reps on a squat, but they're more than happy to do higher rep ranges on a bicep curl. Um, you know, for obvious reasons, it's less fatiguing. You really you can really kind of stay in the mindset you want to stay in without getting to 20 reps of a squat and wanting to kill yourself. <laughs> but 12 reps v 10 reps is like much of a muchness. So but don't be too hard on yourself in that sense. Now, um, Yes, if you let's say you do want to do you do prefer going heavier and lifting for eight reps instead of 12. Fantastic. Do that. Um, And then, yes, you do want to start to slowly work your way up to increasing your reps over time um, with that with that weight. Um, yeah, to a 12, 15, let's say reps. And that's when you can then increase the weight again and start again from eight up um, a fairly simple, easy and effective way to do it. Emma. Yeah, so I agree, and I've I've programmed all of the accountability Christmas gym workouts to be rep ranges, and that's exactly what I want people to do. So as soon as you hit, let's say it is eight to twelve, as soon as you hit twelve, you up the weight, and if you're only hitting eight, fine, you stay at that weight until you're hitting twelve again, and then you up the weight, and it's a nice way to keep you progressively over overloading because otherwise it's like oh can I lift more I'm not really sure and then I'll be a couple of reps lower but actually if you've got that range you're like cool as soon as I can hit these 12 reps that's time to increase my weight and remember that it's total volume that you're looking for so if you're like oh well I used to do 12 reps now I'm doing eight but it's like but you're lifting heavier than the eight reps and then obviously the whole goal is that you'll be able to lift more and more reps at that weight with good form so it's a good way to keep you kind of like progressing um so i don't know if that I, I don't think that i've programmed a specific a specific rep to fatigue by in like two three years because it is such a better way to allow the clients that breathing room to judge themselves can they go heavier as long as you are hitting a specific rep range it as emma's saying it allows you that freedom to pick 
kind of how heavy you want to lift per exercise in that range. It's, I think it's a much more enjoyable way to lift weights. Although if you said that to a powerlifter, they'd strongly disagree. <laughs> but I don't, I find it's much more enjoyable. Yeah, me too. Right, okay. Um, bye everyone. And we'll probably see you in about 10 minutes. Bye.